The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the 8th chapter. In those days, when again a great crowd had gathered and they had nothing to eat, Jesus called his disciples to him and said to them, I have compassion on the crowd because they have been with me now three days and have nothing to eat. And if I send them away hungry to their homes, they will faint on the way. And some of them have come from far away. And his disciples answered him, How can one feed these people with bread here in this desolate place? And he asked them, How many loaves do you have? They said, Seven. And he directed the crowd to sit down on the ground. And he took the seven loaves, and having given thanks, he broke them and gave them to his disciples to set before the people. And they set them before the crowd. And they had a few small fish. And having blessed them, he said that these also should be set before them. And they ate and were satisfied. And they took up the broken pieces left over, seven baskets full. And there were about 4,000 people. And he sent them away. And his disciples answered him, How can one feed these people with bread here in this desolate place? That's a reasonable question, isn't it? It's a reasonable question about a very obvious problem. Once again, as you have had before with Jesus in the Gospel of Mark, he's gathered with a big crowd. Not quite as big as 5,000, now it's only 4,000, just 1,000 different, but still a big crowd. And there they are, three days, and they've run out of food. Whatever they had, eaten, gone, a distant memory, and probably a bitter one too, because they are so hungry. Nothing to eat with this big group, and only a fool would see this and not recognize the major predicament that they were in. Only a fool would say, things are okay here. Now some people we all know, maybe a few of us are like this, we are optimistic by nature. The glass is half full sorts of people. It'll work out, something will happen, everything will be fine, there will be no problem soon, and it's just a blind optimism that hopes for the best, but has no idea of how to get there. Other people, maybe a few more in my generation that had so much handed to us over our years of life, are just simply oblivious. They don't know where the blessings come from, but they just think they will always be there, that we will always be provided for, and they don't recognize the problem. Maybe a few people in the crowd were that way themselves. But the reasonable person would recognize, acutely recognize the dilemma that Jesus, the disciples, and this group of people were in. A reasonable person, he probably would have brought enough food for himself and those in his little group of people, his family and friends. A reasonable person might not have even gone out into this desolate place to hear Jesus in the first place. But let's be honest and not stop there. A reasonable person would have not just recognized that there was a problem. A reasonable person would have seen the situation for what it was, hopeless. There was a problem, and there was no reasonable hope to have that problem fixed, to have that problem straightened out. It's bad enough that it was a large group of people. It's bad enough that they were hungry. But also, on top of that, the Lord says it himself, it's too far 
for them to go back. They've come a long way. It's too far for them to go back and get food. They're going to faint along the way. And moreover, we are here in this desolate place. There is no foraging for food to be found here. It's kind of like, to use an example, okay, just hypothetical here. Imagine that you are a family and you are driving from the Iroquois County Fair back to your home in Watsika and you have a cranky, tired daughter who's about, oh, let's just say a year and a half old. Okay. She's crying. That's a problem, isn't it? But there's an easy solution for that. Step on the gas a little bit. Cut a minute or two off the trip. You're there. She can have her bottle and have a nap. Okay, that's a problem. It's a hopeless problem if that same situation presents itself, but you're on a two-lane highway in the middle of, oh, I don't know, say, the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, and you still have three hours to go on the trip, and she's crying. That is a hopeless problem. Well, I want you to change tiredness to hunger and change one little girl to 4,000 people, and you understand the predicament. The reasonable person would have seen. It was a hopeless state that they were in, a hopeless situation. He would have recognized it. He would have called it what it was. A reasonable person would have shrugged and said, I don't know, when someone came to him and said, what are we going to do? A reasonable person would have scoffed. Absolutely he would have. He would have laughed at anybody that says, I can fix this. I, I know what we can do. A reasonable person, he would have washed his hands and said, I want nothing to do with the discussion because there is no solution here and I don't want anybody pointing the finger at me when it turns out not to work out. But here's the thing about that hypothetical person, that hypothetical reasonable person. In the end, he is not reasonable at all. He is the unreasonable one. Finally, anybody in that situation, whether it's just this hypothetical person or maybe there was somebody in that crowd who was thinking these thoughts, anybody who would look at that situation and be in it and say, this is hopeless, that person is unreasonable. Because... In essence, what he is saying is, God can't. There's a problem here. God can't help. There's a problem here, a big problem. God can't fix it. Of course, we know how the story plays out. Even before we heard it again read to us this morning, with the 4,000 as with the five, Jesus provided for the people. A two-course meal, as it were. He gave them the bread first. They had a little bit of that. Then the fish later on. He fed them. He provided. He made the way out of the hopeless situation. He did it to prove his divinity, to prove that he was God. He did it because they were hungry. But he also did it because that's just what God does. That's what God does for his people. When they are in need, he provides. Inside of normal means, whether it's planting, harvesting, making bread, or outside of normal means, that is in a miracle like we witnessed today, God always provides for his people when and where they need it. 
There is wisdom in the small catechism. For those of you that have this practice in your homes, I commend it. For those of you who don't, I encourage you to take it up to pray what Luther recommends to pray before you pray the catechism's prayer. We know the prayer, Lord God, Heavenly Father, bless us in these thy gifts which we receive from thy bountiful goodness through Jesus Christ our Lord. But there's that prelude to the prayer from Psalm 145, which reminds us of this great and important and central truth to our life as Christians that God provides. The eyes of all wait upon thee, O Lord, and thou givest them their meat in due season. Thou openest thine hand and satisfiest the desire of every living thing. When the time is right, we remind ourselves before we eat, God provides for us. And knowing this, no Christian, you, should never look at a situation, a situation in your own life, a situation in the church, a situation in a community, or the country, or the world, or whatever. You should never look at a situation and say, this is hopeless. No good can come from this. God can't fix this. Because that is fundamentally an unreasonable thing to think. It's an unreasonable thing to say or to believe. Because with God, no situation is ever hopeless. With God, all things are possible. And when the time is right, and when the place is right, he will give what is needed to his people. Does this, of course, mean that we shouldn't plan and prepare for the future, that we should not work and do our best to labor with our hands so that we may have daily bread inside of the natural means that God has given us? Of course it doesn't mean that. If you're going to go on a long road trip, pack food, plan stops to eat. If you've got little kids, it's okay to pull over and lose 20 minutes to let them run around for a little bit. If there is a funeral at the church, Still call the ladies' guild and ask them to prepare a meal for afterwards. It's not just going to happen because God will provide. He usually does provide through means. No, what this means is that in any situation, any bad situation, any situation where the future seems uncertain, dark, or negative, we should not call it hopeless. We should not remove God from the equation of providing of bringing to a positive and happy resolution what is going on. We should never as Christians look at any situation as being beyond redemption. Because our Lord provides. That is the reasonable position. God can and God will provide for his people when they are in need. He loves all who are called according to his purpose and provides for us He's demonstrated it in the past. He demonstrates it today. And until this world ends, he will keep showing that to be true. So take the reasonable position and believe in your God and his promises to care for you. To the same God, Jesus Christ, be all glory now and forever. Amen.